In the middle of the journey of our life, I found myself in a dark wilderness, for I had wandered from the straight and true. So begins one of the great works of literature in Western civilization, Dante's Divine Comedy. The comedy is an epic poem which depicts Dante's fictional journey through hell, purgatory, and heaven. He sets himself as the main character, but not as a hero, rather as a lost soul. He has wandered from the straight and narrow path that leads to life, and in the very beginning of the poem, he is confronted by three beasts, a leopard, a lion, and a ravenous wolf. They stand for various sins. The leopard stands for sins of the flesh, lust, gluttony. The lion for the sin of pride. The wolf for sins of greed. And everything that comes from greed, the violence and fraud, these are not sins he can overcome by himself. He can't get past these beasts. And so the extraordinary journey is a grace from God so that hopefully Dante gets back to the straight and narrow road that leads to life. Now maybe you're saying, thinking, thanks for the book report, but what does Dante have to do with the prodigal son, our parable from the gospel? On the surface, nothing. I mean, after all, the primary message of this parable is that it's never too late to come home, to return to God, and be forgiven. But I mentioned the comedy because those three beasts, the leopard, the lion, and the wolf, what they stand for, they're a good illustration of the sins of the younger son as well as the sins of the older son. The sins of the younger son are obvious. They are sins of the flesh, represented by the leopard, lust, gluttony. The younger son swallows up his inheritance, living a life of dissipation. And his brother eventually says that he swallows up his father's property with prostitutes. The sins of the flesh are more obvious, and there's a shame that's attached to him. Because of that shame, the younger son is humbled by them. He's brought low. He's brought to rock bottom. Because it's obvious that he has gravely messed up, that he's gravely sinned. And this enables him to see the er error of his way. And this gives, in a moment of grace, he's able to repent. He returns home, and he's surprised by the tremendous mercy of his father, who slaughters the fattened calf because his son was dead and has come back to life. Sins of the older son are harder to see. They're represented by the lion, pride, and the wolf, greed. If the sins of the younger son are sins of the flesh, we could maybe say these are sins of the spirit, they are less obvious and, for that reason, more dangerous. Because the older son doesn't see himself as a sinner, doesn't see a need for him to repent. He refuses to enter the feast, which we could see is standing for heaven. His resentment over the magnanimity and generosity of his father to his younger son is envy at the goodness uh, at the good things bestowed on his younger son, they keep him from entering the feast that stands for heaven. The sins of the older son are the sins of the Pharisees and the scribes. These are the people Jesus is addressing the parable to. 
He's saying it's your pride and your greed, your envy and your resentment that are keeping you from entering the feast that God the Father has planned for his children. But the good news is this, whether our sins are that of the younger son or the older son or both, the message of this gospel is summed up well by St. Paul in our second reading. Be reconciled to God. Because God the Father waits for us as the Father waited for the prodigal son. He waits to forgive us our sins. He simply wants his wayward children to come home and enter the feast. It is never too late to come home to return to God and be forgiven, to come to the sacrament of reconciliation and be forgiven through a priest, one who has received the ministry of reconciliation, as St. Paul put it. For no sin is stronger than God's mercy, and no number of sins is beyond his power to forgive. Now, I mentioned today is called Laetare Sunday, from the Latin word for, for rejoice, Laetare. Now, you may remember that in Advent, there's a similar Sunday, Gaudate Sunday, another Latin word that also means rejoice. What's the difference between the two? Gaudate means a joy that is expressed, an exuberance. Think of an underdog uh, college basketball team that upsets a heavily favored one in March Madness. That's an exuberance that is displayed for all to see. Leitare is more subtle. It's an inward joy. It's an interior peace. It's a joy that we experience when we are forgiven our sins and reconciled to God. It is never too late to come home to repent of our sins and be forgiven. And if there's one takeaway from this gospel, it's summed up in St. Paul, be reconciled to God. Let us be reconciled to God. Let us return to be reunited with our Father in the sacrament of reconciliation so that we can experience the liberty and love that comes from being children of God who shares all that he has with us and welcomes us into the feast of heaven.